crazy world what we can do? We never stop learning. Welcome everyone to Rita's World. Guess what? Today is my birthday. Yay, birthday. <laughs> cupcakes from one of the roommates and birthday cards and oh, they're all over the place. I love them. Anyway, Welcome, Glenn Dunsweiler. Yeah, you're, producer you're, extraordinaire. Yes, of Rita's sir. world. That's right. You're running me around. I do. I give I you time. I want this place, and I want this place, and I want these people. We're gonna have dogs, and then I want. This. I give. I give you a run for your money, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. You keep me on my toes. <laughs> okay, Glenn. So you said last week. You said, Rita, I'm gonna make a list of questions. I'm gonna ask you some questions I've been thinking about. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I said. Go ahead. My life, I am, I'm not afraid of anything. I tell the truth. Maybe it's not good, whatever it is, but I'm here. And to be yeah. or not to be, Shakespeare yeah. said. So go ahead, Glenn. Sure. So this is a Glenn Dunsweiler interview in a Rita's world setting. I love right? it. I of, love it. <laughs> of Rita Green. Because oh. um, as I've been producing, you've been saying some stuff. And I thought, well, but what about this? And what? well, I wonder what about... Because I have my own priorities and life views, right. and I just thought, well, this could be interesting if I right. if I just interview you in yeah. kind of the way that I interview people, right. and have you respond to what I think is important in the world and what I think is important that you give to the world. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. All right. So I'm. I have my questions here. <laughs> <laughs> there are six of them. So, All right. Uh, and we can just kind of vamp off of this and see right. where it takes us. So question one was, uh, you talk about often your, your marriage to doodles, right? Yes, yes. But what's interesting to me is when you talk about your marriage to doodles, it seems like an, it was a life negotiation. It was like, <laughs> look, I want, you are 20 some odd years old. Than 24. I, I want a house yeah. and two kids. Yeah. And you seem like a nice person. Oh, yes, he was. It didn't best. have anything to do with, I'm absolutely in love with you. It oh, seemed no. like this, this thing of, <laughs> look, this is what I want. This is a, it's an, and, but, I mean, as a, an arrangement, but I think that not, a bad, not in a bad way. It was kind of two people coming together saying, look, this is what I would like. I like your companionship. Well, the, I would want, I want two kids in a house, and I like you too. Yes. So can you talk about how... How you view your relationships, or the, 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 not only your marriage to doodles, but let's say boyfriends later, because you're very. <laughs> you, you say you, you you need people's love, but oh, you're yeah. also very independent. And we're, we'll get into that too, <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, yes. So, can you talk about? Yes. Your first of all, Doodles Weaver. When I met him, I said this before. He said, "Someday I'm going to marry you." You know. But I was just a young girl, 16, I think, when I met him. 15 and a half, maybe. But I said, oh, I'm never getting married till I'm 21. But in the meantime, Mr. Weaver was on the Horace Height Show as a producer, as a writer, as a comedian. He did everything. But he was the kindest, and he helped me with my schooling because he graduated from Stanford, did graduate work at SC. He was intelligent, but the kindest and funny, funny, very funny. But he looked after me. He was like a chaperone to me. He never kissed me once. He, he was just my, my chaperone, but my teacher-like. Mm. Well, through the years, I fell 
because I had met other people and other men and everything, but nobody did for me what he did. He was, he educated me, and that's what I, see, I, I'm, I, I tell everybody, you know, I'm not educated by colleges and stuff, but he taught me a lot. But he, I was, once we got married, I, I was his fourth wife. But see, he was an honorable man. He didn't take people to bed. Mm. He married his women, which I thought was very admirable. So, so he wasn't a cheating man. He wasn't. You know, he was kind of a serial monogamist. Where okay, I have this partner, yes. and then it doesn't work out, and now I have this partner, and it doesn't work out. And right. I have this partner. But the the women divorced him because why? He had an alcohol problem. Got it. You know. And so what that also gets into your divorcing of doodles, which you've also talked about. It, you you never stopped liking each other. It just when you talk about it, it was kind of this logistical thing of look, you're screwing your life up, and if we're still married, you're going to start to screw me up and my kids right. and our kids up. But he so, agreed with it. So <laughs> it was so what, and did you say to him, look, we have to get divorced because you're a disaster? No, a lawyer told both of us. <laughs> a lawyer, not to, and they didn't make money. I'm sure on it. I don't know. They people loved my husband, very famous man. People all over. The lawyer said, if you're married, because he got three drunk driving tickets in one year. That was was the coup de grace. And to keep him out of jail, I don't know, they said, you know, you, you can't be married because they'll take everything. They'll take the house, people, money, you know, money is the root of all evil. But anyway, so he, he said, I'll, yes, we're going to divorce, but we remain friends. And right. his sister, Aunt Silva, bought him a home on Chandler Boulevard, these cute little houses. They're very cute. So that's where he lived, and we were always together. I mean, Christmas and birthdays, and he took the kids to school, and I'd pick them up, or vice versa. We worked it out. We were always, we were just like married, but we didn't live together. Got it. And he quick claimed deeds a house to me so that we didn't have to sell it and do this and do that and everything. So that's how that worked out. Yeah. I, I, that's something that is very um, inspirational to me because I, I tell people that I can't be in a relationship because I'm too busy trying to save the world. And <laughs> I realize that when I'm in a relationship, a traditional relationship, I'm not giving enough time to that relationship. Right. I always want to try and, oh, now I have to save this homeless person. Now I have to, what about this problem in the world? Oh, I have to talk to this this student. And so right. it was really inspirational to me where you, you, you were able to say, logistically, this is how we can both succeed. Right. We like each other, but it's outside of this traditional, you must stay married, you mm. must stay this is this is what a relationship is. This is what a husband and wife is. And right. So, and you're you were happy, right? Without, he, I was happy when. Uh, yeah, there was another interview where you said, um, "I have, I have achieved everything I wanted to in life." It's and true. I just thought, really? Yeah. Can you talk to that? I mean, we, yeah. Every one of my dreams came true. I dreamt I was going to be a dancer. I am a dan- I was a dancer. I joined a show. 
than I dreamt all my life when I was a little kid. I want to have a house and two children. I had a house, a husband, of course, and a house and two children. But he was the one that always wanted, you know, I didn't know if he really loved me that much, but his diaries, you have no idea how he loved beachy. I was his beach, I loved beach nut gum. That's what I would chew once. So he called me Beachy, is my little nickname. But we got along so well, and we danced. He would play the piano. He he could play the piano by ear. Doesn't have to have music. Wherever we go in Los Angeles, we'd go to the Bel Air Hotel or the Wilshire Hotel. If they had a piano, Doodles Weaver would sit down and start playing the piano. So I'm sitting with all the people. But music, I have an affliction. I love to dance and music. So I'd say, I'm going to dance. In f-. And he said, come on, Rita, dance for us. So I, he, no matter where we went, I danced. And her, I mean, Doodles played the piano. Wow, fun. It was fun. We had a fun time. We went to premieres together. We were interviewed. You've seen all those movie stars and they, they interview everybody. But he respected me, and he said, I'm going to help your career, and he did. Whenever I got a part in the movies or TV, not TV so much, but in the movies, he was right there. Not looking, not, you know, but they knew Doodles Weaver was there, and I was married to him, so don't fool around with my woman, you know, that kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. But it was all subtle and happy and joking around people, but it worked for me. Nice. Sorry if we're glowing a little bit. Rita yeah. loves this backlight, but the sun is right there, and it's warming this room up. So I've got a sweater. I've probably got a little sweat on. And, and I do, too. You're, you're fanning yourself. So that's okay. It looks okay. good, and that's all that counts. That's right? okay. Good. <laughs> so with that, right, when when all your dreams come true, then things started to, to – you oh. had some tragedy in your life, right? So number yeah. one – Doodles ended up committing suicide, right? Yes, he did. And then, um, and for, unfortunately, your your daughter had an overdose on pain medication, right? Oh, and yeah. Yeah. And so things that normally might break a person down, oh, well, right? Absolutely. Where where you have just that that would that would turn you into a depression that would turn you into okay, life isn't worth living anymore, right. or. I'm not happy anymore. Right. Right. I'm right. no longer dancing with Doodles. Doodles is gone. Right. My daughter, I don't have my daughter anymore. Right. Oh, but it gives you me goosebumps. Don't. Mm. But you don't, right? I mean, there was but, some, you have some coping mechanism. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if you're just beauty all the time, but you just, you, how did you push through that? How do you, how do you work like because that? Because after I cried, you have to cry and go through the mourning periods. But I said, Rita, you can either go down or you can go up. You are not going to give up. I'm not going to give up because there's too much to live for. I have a son who I adore. I have a granddaughter, Stephanie Lynn Butler, who is the smartest little kid. She graduated from Georgia Tech. What am I going to do? She needs me. She needs me. My son, he can take care of himself. My granddaughter, I got to be strong for her. Mm. So I had two choices. When I think of it, I almost cry because mm. I didn't. I didn't want to live either. But what are you going to do? You have to. If if 
you can die too. It's up to every individual. And I made that choice because I'm basically a very positive person. And so is that choice kind of a switch in the back of your head or Mm -hmm. is it a constant decision that you have to make? I mean, do you carry kind of sadness with you or have you been able to compartmentalize and say, we have moved past that? I have moved past it. Hmm. Very nice. Because it doesn't help a person. It it hurts your heart. It gives you high blood pressure. I don't yeah, yeah. I don't need that stress. So, of course, I I think of a, my, my daughter's portrait is in my bedroom and I talk to her and and if, if the horses are running, she loved horses. Mm. Janella, are you watching? Oh, they are you are you happy? Uh, and I'll talk to her things like that, you know. Sure. Sure, sure. So, because they're always with me, and my husband is with me, and I thank him. His picture's in my bedroom, and I doodles geep. We called him geep. Mm. It's a funny geep, G-E-E-P, geep. Hmm. <laughs> when is spliny? My son and geep, well, they were always using funny names for things. Got it, got it. You know? Very cool. Um, sh- oh, this is another one. So... You were talking about your daughter and you were talking about your son and you were talking at one of the interviews, you were talking about how, uh, well, when, when, when you decided that you needed to stop acting so you could take care of your children. Right. And Janella was older, right? When was younger? 20, 21 months older. And it was when you told, you said it's, it's when, when, uh, when I saw that Wynn wasn't getting what he needed, right? For some reason, there is a special bond between a mother and yeah. a son. Yes, yeah. And I just decided I couldn't do this anymore, and I needed to be there for my kids, but yeah. especially for my son. Yeah. I come from a uh, a family. My mother was very. I was the first child, but I was. My mother was very doting on me to the uh-huh. point where my sister felt that she got the leftovers. Right, right. right. So obviously there there is some truth to this. There's, a, there's some so. idea behind this mag, this magnetism between a mother and a son. And I wondered if you had any any input on that throughout life. You know, I didn't at the time. But when I came in the back door, my son's diapers were hanging down and... Uh, it didn't look happy. I said, "This I am not gonna leave these children." No, and we didn't have money for a babysitter. We'd been okay, but my husband—he was wonderful, and he played with them, and he taught them how to swim, and he did. But he wasn't the caretaker that I was, you know. I'm a mother, so I I called the agent, and that was it. But I said, I will come back. And they said, no, we'll never, they'll never take you back. And he's right. The movie right. company and the TV. But guess what? You, Mr. Glenn, are making my dream. Not that it's going to go anywhere. But I always said, I want to do my own show. Sure. I want to inspire people. If I can make it, anybody can make it. Well, I think you help to make that happen. Right, you you manifest it. I guess that's I did. The word. I did by talking about say, it. Yeah, you talk about <laughs> it. You, you make it happen. You know, you I just, did. No, it's. I teach students learn, do, connect, repeat, and I think that you've really always connected. 
uh, which is your pow- which is one of your powers. You know, you constantly just say this. I want this to happen, and yeah. you meet people and you inspire people, and then Good. people help you to make things yes, happen. That and you, you want, did you want to have happen. So, just real quick, re- recapping back to finish up that question. So, did you treat Janella? and win differently at all or have any different feelings towards them or was it just that one moment no no but I'm glad you asked that question you know because when Janella was 13 she lived here at the house and she started slamming doors she was going through emotional times and I thought oh my gosh because I always nip a problem in the bud I don't wait around Hmm. I said what can I do Janella what do you want in life? Oh, she, was, I lo- she wants to have a horse. Wonderful. So guess what? I go on the L.A. Times, and I, I find horses. And there was a thoroughbred horse, 17 hands high, big and beautiful. Argentina was the name. I said, Janella? for $400. I shouldn't touch you, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's COVID. Well, we live in the same house. Yeah, so. so, but anyway, $400. I bought it, and I said, Janella, I bought you a horse. She did, you did? Yeah. And it was delivered at Pickwick, down in those area in Burbank. Best thing I ever did for her. She would go down there. I'd drive her down, or her dad would take her down. Or she'd ride a bike. She'd get down there and groom the horse and clean the feet and ride this horse. She took lessons. She learned to jump. I would go to the paddock place or whatever the place where they sold all the the hats and the boots and everything. So I put a lot of money into her. Not a lot, but I mean... Yeah, but effort and... Giving, trying to find out what... What she wanted. What was her passion. Yeah. And she liked to play the flute. I I wanted to know what instrument in school. She played the flute. My mother played the flute, so that tickled me to death. So I'd buy her a silver flute, probably used, knowing me. I'm always looking for a bargain. (laughs) Sure. But anyway, because we never had any money, hardly, but we always made it good. We survived, I should say. Well, it's it's making, making enough money for your priorities, and your priority was to fulfill... The need of of your my daughter. children, yeah. but my children too. For when too, when he came home from school at the first grade and said, "I'm not going back," because he would squeak and make noise. Because you know, I don't know, he was just <laughs> thing. And thing. and he was and the teacher one day poured milk all over him because he didn't like to drink milk. Oh, wow. and, she, and and he came home and he was drenched, and he said, "I'm not going back." Wow. And he meant it. Yeah. So I get in the f- yellow pages now. Creative school. Riverside Drive in North Hollywood. Very close. Highland Hall, a Waldorf school. See, they don't give grades. They learn by doing. Right. They make their own textbooks. The teacher talks to them, reads them, tells them stories. They make pictures out of. They make their anyway, and no grades. Nobody's. It worked. They nice. he loved it, and Janella loved it. I put her in there too. She nice. was doing fine in school. She could get along. But my son has his own personality, right? Which is good. Yeah, yeah. But I was a a mother that said, my parents helped me 
fulfill my dream, gave me dancing lessons, I had to talk him into it. My daddy wasn't so keen on it because men don't really care about things like that. <laughs> my mother, well, most men don't. There you go with that men-women talk. Oh, again. I know, but <laughs> most men, I don't think, you know, but, but they saw that I loved it and it made me happy and they never held me back. So I learned that from my family and I want the people in the world, follow your children's instincts. You don't have to spoil them, but they know in their heart everybody knows in their heart yeah. what they really feel good about don't you well i think there's no reason to dash hopes and dreams early <laughs> you know yeah it's you follow it what you can and see and, yeah. yeah and see where it takes you and, and see where it takes you my parents were big on just if you're if you're doing this you're really going to do it you're oh not, oh i see you're not just you're experimenting not fooling around yeah. here huh? <laughs> yeah so i i I was a drummer and most parents fortunately my father taught music so he was okay with that my mother was an actor so she knew performance made noise and usually when a kid wants to be a drummer very parents are not supportive because it's loud oh I know know? and uh, I was very fortunate in that my parents said if you want to do this you're going to do it for real you're going to take lessons we're going to make the investment and you're you have a spot in the garage and just go to town. Good. Just do your thing. And you did. It. And I did, yeah. Isn't that cute? And that's yeah. the same story. When, what did he want to be? He wanted to be a drummer. Well, sure. when I grew up, that's what I wanted to be in Scottsbluff, Nebraska. What do you want? I want to be a drummer. Girls don't play drums. <laughs> there we go again. Yeah, yeah. But I grew up, girls were inferior to me. Yeah. You know, okay. So, but that's what Wynn wanted to do. But you're lucky you had a garage to go to. I bought, he had a band and we played in the entrance hall. <laughs> now, you know, in the entrance of the my house. So what we did, we got mattresses and we put them over the big door, mm. windows. Sure, sure. You have to think of your yeah, neighbors. Your neighbors, Absolutely. Yes. Be, yeah. you know. Yeah. And when when he got good enough, he had a, his own band. Nice. And, uh, and I was a waitress then at Sorrentino's. My husband had passed on by then. But I'd come home, and the kids did everything I told them to. They put the boards up mm. outside. Now, by then, not only mattresses, <laughs> I really. So we had four-by-eight boards to go oh, over wow. these windows. Wow. And there were hooks out there, and the boys got out there. I came wow. home from my shift. They did everything right. Nice. And nobody ever... Complained. I'm sure they heard it, but right. it wasn't uh, yeah. unbearable. Let's yeah, put yeah. it that way. Absolutely. So we all nice. got along. All right. I have a couple more questions here. Okay. Uh, you've talked about surviving because people have loved you, right? Uh, being a child. Uh, what was the first? The of child, the universe. Child of the universe, right? Can you expand on what love gives you? Oh, Does yes. that make sense? Yes. Well, it started with my mother. The love she gave me, and she was a little heavy and had nice soft arms like pillows. And uh, we'd go for a ride on Sunday. I want to sit on Mommy's lap, okay? Because I needed that. I need love for some reason. Because I'm basically insecure, but I act tough, and I'm not afraid of anything because I tell myself I'm not. Mm. But basically, I'm probably, probably insecure. But love has helped me get through life. I wanted to leave the Horace Heights show. I didn't tell this story. 
we were I was on the show for maybe a month and I was trying to learn the routines watching on the side of the st- you can't you have to have a rehearsal hall and learn the routines and everything so I was in Minneapolis Minnesota and Mr. Horace Hyde came I was on the stage door steps and I'm crying Rita what's the matter oh Mr. Hyde I think I have better go home why I don't know the routines good enough and nobody loves me and oh he said I said you know I'm used to my mother and father my sister and I felt love but I don't feel love oh he said you wait stay until we get to New York Rita and he said if you still want to go home I definitely will send you home but give it a chance I'll talk to everybody and they'll take because I'm not the brightest bulb in the universe (laughs) I tell that all the time but it's the truth so they have to be once I get it I got it man then I became the lead dancer right that was took a few years to get that sure so so we went to New York Mr. Hyde he kept his promise he sent me home for the weekend to see my mom and dad and sister. By then now, I still loved, I loved the show, but he was honorable enough to make me, send me home, and if I still wanted to stay home, just wire him, or whatever they did in those days, and I could, but no, I wanted to go back. Sure. But that was quite a, um, a turning point for me, but the love then I felt love because they were nicer to me. But guess what? I learned to smoke cigarettes because the other <laughs> girls were older. So I wanted to fit in. Sure, sure. Like the guys in the army. They go in the army, they yeah. got their buddies, and they all start smoking because what else are you going to yeah. do? Right? Yeah. yeah. So I became a smoker, but I did give it up at 28. Ah. Thank goodness when I was yeah. 28. Yeah, I built a, a covered a fireplace with dolomite rock. And every time... The kids would take a nap and they were little and everything. I would make some mortar and my husband had this rock sent over in the backyard and he'd be out with a chisel and a hammer with goggles on, (laughs) breaking up this white rock. But that's how I quit smoking because I, when I'd have the urge, I'd get busy working (laughs) and it worked. It worked. I faced a whole fireplace with this white rock. It turned out beautiful. So that was good. And that was another thing. Doodles always gave me love. Oh, uh, the diaries, how how he loved Beechnut. And, but I was a good wife. Oh, I must say, I took care of that man. I cooked for him. I sewed for him. I cut. I learned to cut his hair. He'd say, he'd say, well, Beachy... They asked me, where'd you get your hair cut? At a pet shop? And he was joking. Because I did a good job. But he, sure. you know, he, and I learned to sew from my Frida Beach, who taught me how to wallpaper. She taught me how to sew and how to make men's tailored. It's the way you trim the seams. You don't trim them together, trim one at a time. So the seams lay down. I learned mm. all of that tailoring. I sure. Made sport. I made clothes. For, I didn't make his trousers because that's difficult to do. But hmm. well, yeah. I think it's when you start looking at a, a marriage as a partnership and kind of this division of labor, which we've 
decided is insulting in some way, but I think no. at some point we listen to stories like yours and it becomes less insulting. I understand why it's insulting. Women do this, men do this, oh, right? I see you can what start you really mean. narrowing people and telling them you can't be a drummer, you know, or whatever exactly. that is. Exactly. But I think as long as we have respect and, and, it's and mutual changing. respect. Oh, today it's yeah. not like it was 50 years ago right. or 80 yeah. years ago. Yeah. I'm 84. Can you believe it? Happy birthday. <laughs> no, I, just a, a quick recap of giving love even as an employer, Horace Height. Yes. Uh, my, I have a friend that has a sound company, and his, the people that work for him are the most amazing people, and he purposely hires people that are amazing people. And it's the, the best work environment. Everyone is competent. Everyone knows what they're doing. But the main thing is it's a joy to go to work, ah, right? And yes. I think that that is really strong. And sometimes we, in our world, to try and make as much money as we possibly can, as fast as we can, we yeah. kind of forget yeah. that it's nice to work with people you like and it's nice to be nice to people. So that that was a good story. That, like that. Yeah. All right. Last question, maybe. Okay. Yes. Last yeah. question. Okay. Uh, you taught me to try to give joy to everyone I meet. You did. You, you're the one that taught me that. Uh, when did you realize that this was how you wanted to live your life? I didn't. I just do. <laughs> to be or not to be. I don't realize. When I go to work, I meet everybody. Every day is a new day when I hang wallpaper. I meet the people. First, I come in with a big smile. And I, and I compliment them. I mean, not overly you know but if I mean anybody can afford to have somebody come and hang wallpaper has to have a nice little house right sure. or an apartment or a sure, sure. so I go in and I say wow I love your home it's so cozy or whatever I see I right. I compliment them number right. one off the bat number two I came in with a big smile and they oh and they've read about me on Yelp so they know I have a good attitude and that I want to make their place beautiful. And I'm here to serve them and to do the best job I can. And yeah. But that's giving joy for yeah. me. Yeah. Because when I drive, oh, when I'm driving there, I ask God in the universe, I hope I do a good job today. I don't, and keep me safe on the ladder, but I want to please make people happy. And it gives me happy. And when I drive home and I've got that money in my pocket <laughs> and I drive to the bank and put it in, whew, now I can pay this bill. I can pay the mortgage. I can pay the water and power. So sure. I've, I've never missed a bill in my life. Wow. That's something. That's saying something. Well, yeah. thank you for taking these interview questions. They were great answers. Oh, thank you, yeah. Glenn. Do you want to sign thank us out on yeah. your birthday? Yeah. Birthday day? I'm so grateful that uh, Glenn is letting me do this little podcast because I have something to offer to the world and we're going to do a show next week, next door, in the back with the doggies, a few doggies. I think, Glenn. i got to talk him into it. But. She likes giving me complication. Plus, Miss Rita, we're not supposed to be mingling. Well, we're going to be six inches. Fifth, six, six inches? No, six feet away. So okay. it's a big patio we'll, in the back. We'll, we'll see how this works. We'll see. We'll see next week, kids. But anyway, thank, thank you for tuning in. And say goodbye to Rita's world. Bye. Bye.
Yay, we, we did, did it. it. <laughs> See, world, what we can do? We never stop learning.